0: earlier i was actually thinking just before we got the call going how good it would be if the moon was full of juice like a grape like a big moon grape big big old moon grape like the bit that like neil armstrong had a bit of a laugh on like that's the skin but if you if he'd have stuck that flag in another six feet he'd have got he'd have punctured it and he'd have been sucking on moon juice
1: See, I, I I, understand some people would probably have a problem with this idea because they'd go, we went up to the moon, it's made of rock, it's really solid. And what I say to that is, they just left the moon grape out a bit too long, it's gone really hard and solid. If you've really punctured through it, the juice is still in there. There's kind of a crust, Yeah. and if you break
0: into it, then yeah, it's like, like mushy. It's got, it's got moon flesh and it's full of moon juice, like a grape or a cucumber. Here's the thing, though. They say, oh, we've been on the moon. It's got a rocky, really hard surface. If you were to put a midge on a grape, the midge would say, I'm not getting through that. And then, I mean, you couldn't put a midge on a grape. It would literally fly off. And it, it can't think in terms of the English language. But it'd be similar. If we were as small as, as like, a midge or a gnat or a mosquito, we would think, not a mosquito, they could get through. The analogy's fallen apart, Laura and Conrad, the analogy's fallen apart.
1: Yeah, the, the analogy is falling apart, but that's okay, that's okay. I, I do want to know, what flavours moon juice? Oh,
0: You see, I've said grape so much that all I can think about is, is grape, but considering it would be milky and glowing... I, I can only assume it would be milky and glowing. I don't think it, it tastes like milk. I don't want people to think that, that the moon is
2: made of milk. No, it just has the consistency of milk.
0: Yeah, it's it's mm. it tastes a bit like blue drink. You know when you, you drink something and it's blue and it always tastes literally of blue? I think it tastes a bit like that except moonish. You're like, I can taste blue, but it's clearly a bit moony. With a hint, just a hint of moon in there.
1: Yeah. So, some people might say, this is ridiculous, there's no way this is true, you know, we, we can demonstrably prove it's not true. You know what I say to them? Bollocks to that. You know when we look up in the sky and see the moon? Oh, yeah. And this, this blows my mind still, this is an actual moon fact. We only ever see one side of the moon... Scientists don't fucking know what's on the other side because it's too cold. They've never gone round and had a had a look on the other side of the moon. There's a whole side of the moon that no one's bothered to check on. There could be a bottle cap. There could just be a big <laughs> bottle cap on the other side of the moon. You open up, and that's where you get the moon juice out. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't prove that's not the case. <laughs> we find out that it was just a
0: bottle the whole time. You go around the back, there's a whole neck with a cork in it. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> anyway, it's... I have to think of the moon being full of juice. So scientists, please don't take that away from me. Because I don't like the other things you've been saying lately. It's not your fault, you've got to say them. But I don't like it, so I'm thinking about the moon being full of juice. Otherwise, I sit there thinking, well, YouTubers will be the first to get eaten, and it's right that they are even though I'd be on the spit. And, you know, a family of five will love me, but all the YouTubers should be the first to, to be killed and eaten.
1: You think? Even... Even before billionaires, I don't think there's anyone that should be eaten before the billionaires. The billionaires are first on the uh, on the on the chopping board. It's like foie gras. You've you've fed them on all the fancy shit for so long that they're going to have the best kind of meat. Ordinarily, I'd agree with you, but as I was as I was totting up, I mean,
0: billionaires was at the top of the list for the whole time. But then I thought to myself, even though I've got to lump myself in there with them, YouTubers are the lowest of the low. So. They've got to go. In fact, I think even before we all need to start killing and eating people, we should just kill and eat them now. Just
2: just cut out the foreplay. Get right yeah. to
0: eating the YouTubers. Exactly.
2: So you're not proposing it as actually a solution to any of our present problems. You just think that all the YouTubers should be gone.
0: It would solve my problem. Because <laughs> we're nearly out of toilet paper. And if I've got something else to worry about, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> So hiding <laughs> hiding from the roving <laughs> war bands with gigantic human-sized <laughs> skillets, that'll keep me occupied.
2: Uh, yeah, that's fair yeah, that, that yeah, that makes sense.
0: If I see someone running at me with a gigantic skillet, I'll have shit myself already, and then the toilet paper's a moot point. Uh,
1: it's it's been a weird it's been another weird week.
0: It's fucking horrible I, I woke up this morning and thought. I'm going to try not to think about COVID-19 today. I've done my best.
1: I... I uh, it's gotten to the point here that, like, since we last recorded, they've done the thing where there's now actual rules about, like, what you can get in trouble for doing in the UK, where it's like... You, you have state-mandated one exercise per day. You're not allowed to do two exercises. You're only allowed to do one state-mandated exercise per day. Oof. Which is weird. Doesn't actual prison get more? Yeah, I'm pretty sure people in prison get to go out to the rec yard more than once a day. <sighs> yeah, it's a whole thing. There's police, like, stationed on the high streets and now being like, no, no, you will you will get, like, serious fines if you leave your house. It's a lot. I
0: I mean, are there not
1: exceptions for like I literally need to go and get food? So there there are exceptions for like you can have you can have groups of no more than two people. Well, that okay. Uh, any more than two, and you're considered a group, and you get in trouble. Sure. You. You're allowed to make infrequent trips to the shop for essentials. So like, if you go to the shops, you better be. Bu- fucking buying some like pasta or some, sh- some shit that's going to store you can't go just to buy a bag of m ms
0: true i mean i'll always throw in some tin goods but at the same time if i see taco doritos i'm getting it.
1: i mean that's it like th- it's not saying you can't buy your taco doritos it's saying you've got to buy something that looks like yeah. it's reasonable responsible food is there some fucking milk in there i feel like you've got to get a balance like if you buy like three things that look like they're essentials you can probably throw on one bag of doritos yeah
0: so it's two things you need, to one thing you don't.
1: You're yeah, one mandated exercise, and that's it. Right. <laughs> it's weird. It's very odd. It's
0: yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. In America, of course, people give a bit less of a shit. At least around here, I mean, I, I see people pack out the fucking public space nearby like fucking constant. They don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're encouraged to go outside. We're discouraged from doing it in you know, groups, and we're expected to maintain six feet of of distance, or at least that's what, you know, we've been told to do.
1: Try telling that to
0: the aerobics classes I've been seeing done.
1: It's,
2: yeah.
1: People up until this most recent weekend were still, like, packing the beaches really full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they they got, they came down with it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all been a lot. It just sucks, because,
0: like, I I work um obviously I work in the wrestling industry and I see so many people fucked by this. Yeah. And then you get these people who are like, "Oh, YOLO, I'm going to go to the beach. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm not going to get sick or or it won't kill me." And I'm like, "Regardless of even what the virus itself has done, it's fucking destroyed some shit like societally."
2: Yeah, well and that and that behavior is I mean that's what's causing it. Yeah. It's that yeah. sense of irresponsibility. A lot of us are going to uh hurt. Yeah.
0: Having seen when it's fucking done n- not counting people who've lost people who, you know,
2: which is which is tragic and we don't want to minimize that either. No, but no. But
0: you know, it just it sucks to see people really not giving a shit. It's like I did a a gymquisition this week on GameStop and their whole, you know, forcing people to go to work yeah. until until it just became completely untenable, even for them.
1: Until their business licenses were getting revoked yeah. in certain states. Yeah.
2: Well, now that actually, there's, I, I had been excited because uh, it somebody had posted this um, like flyer on a door indicating that the governor had suspended business operations and that's probably a fake.
1: Oh, that's that's a shame. Yeah,
2: yeah. cuz that, you know, he's our governor and I was like, "Hey, yeah, cool. Did did the right thing."
0: I think maybe the California one was legit. Okay. I think the the California one could have been I, I know the, the Pennsylvania one was was pretty much a fake a Um but in any case, like someone replied to the GameStop video with, well, well I don't think the kind of people who have compromised immune systems, the kind of people who are at risk would be going into a GameStop anyway. So I had to explain how a virus works, which is you don't have to go to GameStop to get it, you've just got to be literally anywhere on the tree of people that are gonna pass it around. You just got to be one branch on that tree. You could be like 18 branches removed from GameStop, but someone who went in there could have, through the chain, got it to you. And it's. People have seen zombie films. They've got to know how this
2: works. Were they paying attention to the zombie film? Yeah. Just, like,
0: someone bitten in Stratford could lead to someone being bitten in Manchester.
1: And it's not even... GameStop aren't even alone. The UK had its equivalent of that the other day, uh, Sports Direct, which is, like, a chain of tacky sports goods shops that were like, no, we're an essential business. If gyms are being shut, people need to buy exercise equipment to exercise at home. So we're not going to shut either. Ship it to them, assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You are a a national level business. You can sell things online.
0: And pay your workers, Tim Martin, you scarecrow pillock.
1: God, yeah. Weatherspoons is just not paying any of its staff now. They've been forced to close, which is like the big, like, Pub chain in the UK. He told him to go work in
2: Tesco's. <sighs> you know, and then I look... Oh, God, when I hear... Because so, I look around. My area, my neighborhood, is almost entirely small businesses, uh, family-owned businesses, things like that. Mm. And, you know, they're all shut. And watching them all scramble to... Oh, God, gotcha. You know, now start... Doing things like taking phone orders in a way that they never have before and taking online orders, which many of them never have before.
1: And it really sucks for businesses that can't physically do that. Like um, my local metal metal bar, metal club. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's not really much they can do online because their whole thing is bands play here. Come and see the bands. Right. They, they were looking at like if we have to be closed for like the next three months, which it seems like is reasonably how long they're probably going to have to shut they're going to need 30 grand not to shut their doors yeah like and that's that's a scary amount of money for like a a really cool local business to be like oh yeah no we get by totally fine but if we just have to shut out of nowhere for three months we're fucked
2: right yeah and and you know and, and then you hear these large national chains you know saying these things like oh well we're essential we need to stay open when they're clearly not and all of these other non-essential and smaller businesses busting their asses to try and keep themselves afloat when they're the big companies they're gonna you know if they were smart and had cash reserves on hand which many of them aren't they'd be able to weather this
1: yeah here's the thing if if individual humans you know go paycheck to paycheck they're told oh well you should have savings for when you know for when bad times happen when a trans national like multinational corporation is like we we don't have any money it's like okay no we'll bail you out <sighs> we'll bail you out for you know not getting a second job and saving up you know it, I i was
0: i have been like many losers watching films about outbreaks and shit And some zombie stuff in there. Watch 28 Days Later. Mm. And they talk at one point about how money became useless. They make a big point of it. Bags of money discarded. Um, One character explicitly saying they couldn't buy anything or buy their way out of the country because money meant nothing. And that's often seen as, as a sign that, you know, everything's gone to shit, is that money's meaningless. But looking at this, it's money will outlive all of us except a few people at the top. They won't allow money to not mean anything. That's what yeah. what I've picked up from this. Money, money will outlive all of us. We will all die before they let that
1: die. Yeah. the The thing, the thing that like keeps being really apparent, and like I hope that people who people remember after all this ends is if you look at the list of of jobs that have been put as like essential workers, the people that are still having to work during all this, none of those jobs is like bank ceo or this or that it's you know it's people working in supermarkets it's people delivering your post and yeah. taking your bins out like those the people that get treated like shit all the time yeah the people who get treated like shit are the people who are keeping the country functioning like those you know i hope people keep that in mind going forward from this those are the people who keep the the country alive well, a lot of people don't like i've
0: since I've been doing like talking about the GameStop stuff, I've had a lot of people from different stores, even outside of of game retail, mm. um, getting in touch. Um, and my God, like they get berated, like they've been these past few days and weeks, like just laid into by the public. Don't mm. be that person who does that, please. The fact that they're working in in any retail job is. Bad enough, impressive. Well, bad enough, but I mean, just the fact that that they're out there at risk is like, yeah, all of my respect in the world to them. You know, if if you go to a shop and you go into the place where they sell the toilet roll and there's none there, really, it's on you to feel foolish for having tried, which I have the good grace to do. (laughs) I did a target run, went into the corner where all the toiletries were barren shelves and i left embarrassed for for daring to think like like there'd be one roll left there with my name on it
2: dream, you have to
0: shirk away and avoid the eyes I... of everyone looking at you who are thinking you went into that corner didn't you you fucking idiot yeah and don't take it out on a retailer it's on you you fucking how dare you expect not to wipe your ass with your hands piece of shit
2: so anyway bunch of really good video games came out I guess is actually yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's the one saving grace I've had a lot lot of video games to fucking distract from from the world yeah people probably tuned
0: in for this to distract them from the world. I'm very sorry but
2: <laughs> yeah this well... is an outlet <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> it's a release valve. Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: we need our, like, ten minutes for us to get that off our chest so that we can then talk about video games. So that's fine. Yeah. Here's the video game bit.
2: And this time it only took 17.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty
0: yeah. good. We did our best. I didn't even want to talk about it once today, but I came on here and said I've got to, I've got to vent some bile. But yeah, video games, great or perfect. What ones have you
1: played that are either great or perfect? Jim, we'll start with you. What have you been I playing?
0: played all of them. Played all of them. Um, I'll talk about the the, the one I liked... Um, was Doom Eternal. It's very good. Yeah! It is very different from the 2016 Doom. Keeps a lot of the DNA, but they they just created a completely different energy for it. Um, The gameplay has a lot more slapstick humour. It's the only way I could... Very violent slapstick, like itchy and scratchy level. With this new system of constantly using a, a rotation of tools to keep resources flowing your way. So, you know, burning demons to get them to drop armor, um, performing executions to get them to drop health, using a chainsaw to get them yeah. to drop ammo. And it's this constant balancing um, act of, of keeping moving because it's a lot more um, flowy now than it was. A lot of air dodges and, and mm. s- uh, using the environment, swinging from monkey bars and climbing up walls. And it's a lot more intense a lot more aggressive, and I am really liking it.
1: You know what my favourite one of those changes is uh, that I think really helps that that gameplay flow? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that the chainsaw always has low-level amounts of use left on it. Yes. Like, you're never left without the ability to chainsaw, which means that, like, it's so much more encouraged to use that as your way to to restock on armour and to stay in the thick of it more yeah that that's something i really had to get used to because cuz in doom 2016
0: you're trained to think that that is yeah you know the the super awesome thing you do that you keep saved up
1: yes whereas
0: in this no like you say there's always one little dot of fuel that recharges yeah Like, you might want to save it up for your big enemies and stuff, but... And getting used to the idea that I have to keep using this to keep my ammo coming in was a big adjustment. But once you get used to it, once you nail that balance of knowing the right time to burn a group of enemies to get the ammo, to get the maximum out of it and you know, when best to use the chainsaw it, it, or saving up the pips to do it to one of the big ones is always fun
1: It, it almost feels like some of those games, like, uh, there's going to be a weird comparison to make, something like a fire emblem like there's kind of games where you have a weapon triangle going on and it's like okay, now I need to be using the pole arms now I need to be using my, my, my sword, it's, it's that whole like you need to be bouncing between your three or four different groups of weapon type to keep the thing flowing.
0: Yeah, 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 it's just this, and Doom 2016 had a bit of- of that where it would just encourage you to keep switching weapons and then you know accruing armor, uh, ammo to get back to the other ones so just rotating it but they've taken it to a to just a new extreme in eternal where it that's applied to everything and then on top of that there's just an absurd amount of stuff to collect and find and plenty of reasons to replay the missions with the cheat codes. Brilliant idea. Yeah. You replay a mission, you still get progress. If you find an unlock and use the cheat codes, um, it just encourages, it, it makes going back. Interesting. So you're doing the same level, but you've got this different experience with it. Um, similar to the master levels they have, um, just so much shit in that game. Um, I also, and I, I talked about this recently, I've also learned that I've got a, a bit of a thing for the Doomslayer. <laughs> I have done a gymquisition in 2016 on how I love the portrayal of the character, how despite the fact that the, the Doomslayer doesn't say a word and you almost entirely see from his point of view, so there's no real, not much in the way of, of full-body physical animation, they still somehow gave him an incredibly clear, evocative and affable persona a sense of character just from his point of view and the way they move the camera and the the hand motions and just the way they portray his response to things and you know so I've always loved the the way the Doom Slayer is portrayed and then you know it gets part way through Doom Eternal when he meets all these human characters who are just like stuttering and stunned in his presence and because he's the way he is he just ignores all of them because they are not demons to be killed so fuck them and goes up to one dude he's got a key card on his neck picks up the key card just drags the dude across the room but not violently he's in a wheelie chair in like a wheelie office chair so he just slides him across the room not even looking at him and uses it because he doesn't give a fuck and it's at that point i thought oh my yes yeah so that's a thing now that's something i've i've come to realize is that the doomslayer can get it
1: i mean i i like that in little ways they found they found little ways to introduce more personality to the doomslayer in this one yeah yeah like he's still he's still largely this sort of um silent murder everything in sight kind of character but Either based on his interactions with others or others' responses to him, you feel like you've got a much better sense of what kind of person he is, which is really nice.
0: Oh yeah! Plus, his his room in the the new hub area is fucking adorable. You got the picture of him with his pet rabbit that was referenced in Doom Two. You got the. guitars on the wall, the video game collection, the toys that you can
1: unlock. He's got an entire shelf of toys. Um, That room is great fun. You get a sense of what kind of person he is when he's not mid-murdering demons. If you go to the
0: bookshelf in that room, the spine of every book is a joke. (laughs) Mostly, like, plays on novels with words replaced by ripping and tearing. Um, Very fun. Very fun game. Uh, I'm a little bit Disappointed in the multiplayer because I was one of the few people that sort of dug the fairly straightforward traditional shit in Doom 2016 the deathmatch and the King of the Hill, just really basic stuff. Um, and then I think id Software did some interview where they were like, oh, well, that's all old fashioned. So they've done this battle mode, which is one player is the Doom Slayer, two players are demons, and they can summon demons as so a little bit of a strategy thing. And I just don't like it. Um which is a shame because I, I I would like to spend more time with the game when I'm done with the campaign. Um and the original multiplayer was really straightforward and old fashioned, but that's kind of what I liked about it. Um this I, I like asymmetrical multiplayer, I'm just not fond of it just feels messy to me, the battle mode in, in Doom Eternal. But other I mean, as far as the single player goes, just brilliant stuff. You know, the only real complaints are stuff that Bethesda's had to shoehorn in, like the Bethesda.net account and all that crap. Um, But everything everything the developers did, I'm struggling to fault it. Like, even some of the really annoying platforming sections, it's not because the platforming itself, especially for a first-person game, is not exquisite, because it is. It's just they really made some of them fucking hard. (laughs) and then i'm like let's get this bit done so i can shoot more things um but when i go back to replay the missions and i know what to expect then going through that platforming section again is it feels really good when you know a little bit about what's coming but yeah good can't cannot cannot fault it much at all
1: it's it's really nice that they didn't just rest on their laurels and go, let's just do more of what we did with the first one, which would have been totally oh, yeah. fine, because the first one was great. They'd have gotten away with it easy. You know, they they didn't have to step up their game like they did, but they did, and it's great. Yeah.
0: I know some people haven't cared for the shift. Um, it took me a little while to get fully used to it, but once I did, it's... Yeah, it, they came up with a brilliant... Um little loop of, of combat
1: the way they do it. Yeah. yeah. Top notch. I am in agreement with you on that. I've been thoroughly enjoying my time with it. Yeah. What, what, what about you, comrade? What have you been playing this week?
2: Um, well, I, I picked up death's gambit on steam, which is a 2d platforming souls game.
0: It's one of many side scrolling souls. games. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I will say I, I'm i impressed at how well it manages to convey a Souls-like experience. You know, even beyond mechanically, like the map design is just really solid. Everything loops back around on itself the way it needs to, so you're never forced to do a bunch of stuff. The enemy placement is good. There's a good scaling of uh, difficulty progression so that it always feels, you know challenging you have they do some resource saving measures where you know you'll have boss encounters that will then translate to more minor enemy encounters later with similar move sets and things like that which uh makes a nice sort of progression throughout it uh it's more forgiving than your typical souls game i'll give it Mm -hmm. that you're not leaving all your currency behind. You're just leaving behind one of your health, um, health items, mm. your health restoratives, yeah. your estus flasks. I guess is the what they call them in, in that one. But uh,
0: yeah, you call them estus flasks and bonfires, even if they're just checkpoints and healing potions.
2: Right. Yeah. So you lose access to one of your healing potions, and and that's actually. That system's kind of neat, too, because it's basically a piece of equipment that upgrades over time as you find in the world better versions of this. So it will increase the amount of health that it gives, but then these other ones may also have other secondary effects that may make you reconsider whether or not you actually want the more healing because you may get a better benefit temporarily from whatever secondary thing it does. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I played it when it first came out, and I remember it was, it was pretty decent.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's not bad, and it was four bucks on Steam, so I was like, yeah, well... Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and and then, you know, I'm just... playing Autonauts. Literally right now, playing Autonauts. I mean, I can't blame you. Autonauts is good. How, how has Autonauts been going? It's going well. I've now... Uh, I I finally expanded my colony to the next level, so now I'm going to have new robots. I've had to completely restructure my robot farm to transition to metals. Power is becoming an issue everywhere instead of a few isolated places, so I'm putting in a more expansive power network, and I've got rail lines opened up to me, so I'm laying track. It's going to be just days and days and days of not actually making any progress but slowly making progress so looking forward to that because i ain't got shit to do yeah you gotta be getting on with
1: shit right uh yeah i i've also been playing a game with lots of organizing things and getting on top of of routines and keeping things going in a nice neat orderly fashion mm. i've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. And I
2: know Jim has not been digging this one. I, I know. Yeah, I'm aware that there is some disparity in viewpoint uh, about to happen.
0: Yes. All I'm going to say, I say that as if I'm not going to say loads more. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is that I deleted it off my Switch last night and breathed a sigh of relief. That I don't have to think about doing that part of my job <laughs> ever again. And I could d- delete that job off my switch
1: so we have very different perspectives on this game and i'm, I'm gonna get a little bit into why i'm really digging oh, it, go and it yeah. i recognize i recognize it's definitely not for everyone so animal crossing new horizons came out on the switch and uh, i think a lot of why i'm enjoying this as much as i am is a combination of when it is released and the fact that I'm on the autism spectrum is always, I I think is undeniably a factor in this. Um, I've talked on this show about the fact that I really love games where I can get into a repetitive loop of a couple of hours a day, just logging in, doing the same couple of actions over and over in a sort of nice, colourful environment, and then get out. And for the longest time recently, that has been Pokemon, it's been shiny hunting, it's been trying to get my ludicrously lengthy collection of all my shiny Pokémon together, and Animal Crossing has kind of been scratching that same itch for me recently. Um, I have been really enjoying checking in for maybe an hour and a half every day to collect all my fruit, do some fishing, chat to all my villages, find out if I can pop a new building somewhere, if so I'll pop it down, I'll Go visit one uh, of the the separate islands. You can go see and see what what stuff there. I can collect. I'll bring those things back to the uh, back to the museum. I'll do my little loop of making sure I hit all the rocks properly and that I go and get all the the little digging spots and I bury all my bury all my money so I can grow money trees and I knock down all my presents that are floating over the island. And I just really like that this is. It's a very orderly sandbox where I can be really, really hyper-specific about how do I want to lay things out? Where do I want to put absolutely everything? Um, I like that whenever new villagers move into my town I get final say on where their house goes, so I could, like, no one's house is getting dropped somewhere that's ruining my town planning aesthetic. I can be like no, I'm going to put you exactly where I want you.
0: I mean, it, that doesn't sound like gentrification to me. <laughs>
1: I mean, everyone's everyone's got their own different colours and styles of houses with their own things outside, but like... You wanna live near this river? Fuck off. I mean... That's what you need to say. I... As fair as that is, I, I like organising things very precisely, and this game has been really scratching that itch for me. I... I like having a very specific loop of here is the order that I go do all the things that need doing on my island and I check in once a day and I do my things and then I leave. And I think like the time of when it's released has really been a big factor in that because I've been been having a bit of anxiety about the whole everything going on out in the world right now and uh, a, a lot of my routine has kind of been disrupted by the fact that I cannot leave my house, which has kind of thrown me a bit, because I I can't have the normal day-to-day routine I had before. So I've basically just been making Animal Crossing where I divert that need to have routine. And it's been great for that. It's been nice to have just a little environment in which everything is nice and happy, and I don't need to worry about anything, and I can just grow me grow me oranges, grow me cherries, take them all to the shop, make me a bit of money, pay off me, me loan... Run around in circles, have a have a nice wholesome time. Yeah. I'm getting really into designing my house. I've got a really nice little aesthetic going on. And I discovered that you can find QR codes online for like bits of really fancy pixel art people have made for previous games that you can put in your house. So I've been I've been finding like album covers that I, I really like and getting them put as canvases in, in your little room. I've got a little writing desk set up. <laughs> I like this game very much. I'm glad you do. And I recognize, I recognize it's not for everyone because a, it's a lot of work. B, it really in its first two to three days like slows you down from making progress. And I have some real gripes about how the game handles online, and I'll get to those in a minute. But like overall, I'm really digging it. And the thing is, I
0: mean, you say it's not for everyone, but I think you don't have to say that. Because I think I'm in the minority on this one. Because I mean, the thing sold millions and millions, and you know.
1: Oh God, yeah, it's it's looking on track to be the fastest selling Switch yeah. game ever. It seems. <laughs>
0: Critical acclaim, people like it, Um, you know. And the thing is, some people are like, well, I didn't expect Jim to like it, Animal Crossing is not his thing. I've been looking forward to this for a few months. Um, I like Animal Crossing. Now, the series has always wasted my goddamn time, but I've always found it charming enough to where I can tolerate that. The problem with this one is they made things take even longer, and... They make you work to get to normal Animal Crossing, and by the time I was on the cusp of that my patients had been worn thin. Yeah. Couldn't tolerate the usual time wasting bullshit.
1: Oh no. That's totally fair. The first th- the, f- the first three days to get the museum are infuriating because they lead to you just stacking up insects and fish outside of where you've where your museum's gonna be, like, let me fucking give you my specimens. Absolute, absolute
0: nightmare. Chaos and mayhem. Chaos and mayhem. Deserted island, not, not not with all these fucking fish tanks lying around. <laughs> I don't think so. Item durability.
1: Why no need? It's it's unnecessary. I I know we we differ in opinion on I, on weapon durability in Breath of the Wild, but like as someone that liked weapon durability in Breath of the Wild because and I I'm not saying anyone else has to, but I personally enjoyed it because of the the way it encouraged switching up weapons over time and not just being like, I like this one, I'm not going to use anything else. Um, I can't say that same positive about Animal Crossing because it's not like when my shovel breaks, I'm like, oh, I'll try out a different shovel. It's like, no, I'm going to go back and rebuild the exact same shuffle. It's just going to stop me doing what oh, I yeah. was doing for a minute.
0: I mean, and it, and they only break too artificially create worth for the crafting system because i'm i certainly didn't get over crafting systems being shoveled into games by 2016
1: yeah it it largely feels unnecessary like i get i get having the crafting system for hey do you want to do you want to build a a a wardrobe to go in your house sure go get the resources and make your own if you don't want to buy it from the shop honestly i don't mind that but i don't want that to be the case for tools that i require to do the core game loop i've i've mitigated it by just building pretty much every house i've built on my on my island so far has a crafting station next to it so i'm never more than like five seconds walk from a new crafting station but like it i shouldn't have to do that
0: i just i don't have the patience for time wasting bullshit no, um, I can tolerate it if the game's good enough, but yeah. they're making me work to get to the bit of the game that's good enough for me to tolerate it, and at that point, I'm out.
1: I that's totally fair. And again, I when I saw the issues you were having with the game, I was like, no, I I totally understand it. Until you get about four days into this game and you have the museum set up, you've got the uh, the the standalone shop set up. You know, you've got the ability to start building more uh, workstations around the island until then there's a lot of artificial roadblocks that stop you from getting into the the standard loop of the game honestly you know what my biggest complaint about it is right now it's and this is going to be a big surprise to everyone nintendo fucked up doing online that online's not good um. So great idea! You can you can invite people to your island. You can go visit other people's islands. You can do so with like a temporary code, and you know only let a certain number of people in, and, and they can't damage your island or anything. That's all great. What I ideally want to do is I want to just open my gates and go. Yeah, and eight to ten people can just be wandering around my island, having a look, not doing any harm. That that seems great to me. It makes my island feel a bit more popu- uh, a bit more populated. However, there's some problems to it. First of all, every time someone puts in your code to come join your island, you have to watch, like, a minute-long cutscene of them flying over to your island, uh. which by itself isn't that bad. But if you, if you open your gate and, like, seven people mm-hmm. put your code in and come fly to your island, you have to sit there waiting for, like, seven minutes while you watch the cutscene. And, and everyone who joins your island has to watch the cutscene, too. Yeah. You've got, like, seven minutes in a row of people flying to your island before you can get started. There's no need for anything they've done no like that that's that's problem number one i wish i could just continue pottering around my island and when they're when they've joined they can just start walking around that'd be great and b they artificially lock off the ability for the host player to interact with so many npcs Mm -hmm. that like you basically can't progress the plot or any of the things you would want to be doing while you have visitors like you're not allowed to move any of your furniture or Put any new bits of furniture down or pick them up or pick up items or talk to the seagull that washed up on the beach or, you know, all of these things that I would like to be pottering around getting done while I have visitors. Just not allowed to well, that's all been replaced now, yeah, like you don't need that
0: anymore because you can just do some fucking emotes to each other if an NPC has given you one
1: i mean i I've been using I've been using my my phone like the companion phone app I've been using to write mess text based messages really quickly into the game, so like I've been
0: sending messages to Justin <laughs> yeah, 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 just things like fat loads. I might send him, and then he'll send me one back that's like says Jonathan should be Bilbo Baggins. Um, We're just saying, you know, nonsense and filth to each other, or we did before I I deleted it.
1: It it just frustrates me that they've artificially prevented players from you know getting on with playing the game while they have people visiting. There's no good reason
2: for that. Well, no, there's no well, there's no obvious good reason for that because
1: there's. There's no player facing positive reason for yeah, that.
2: Yeah, I I think that when you start getting into multiplayer stuff and the technical challenges and the risk of that. Like I I am sure there are a lot of very good <laughs> reasons why they couldn't but it is incredibly unfortunate that in a game that seems tailor-made for um a a casual integration of multiplayer's uh, of multiplayer yeah. access. Uh, that they couldn't achieve it because I have no yeah. doubt in my mind that that they wanted to do that.
1: Well, this this is the point. Is like I've been I've been streaming this a few nights and I've been having a really good time just doing these lovely chill streams where I'm just pottering around, chatting to chat. And as lovely as those streams have been, what I wanted to do is just open my gates and go, here's my code. People feel free to wander in, wander out, have a look around my island. I know that you can't do any damage. I'm going to get on with my little tasks and things. But if you want to, you know, run around, see what's going on in my house, explore my museum, feel free. But like, I can't actually get on with anything. No. And, and I end up having to go like, OK, you've had a look around the island. Now, can you all bugger off so I can actually you know talk to this ghost i found here's
0: the thing right nintendo may have what it believes are very good reasons just like it believes its reasons to not allow cloud saves is you know in their minds it's good but yeah not a single game nintendo has made is so fucking special so fucking incredibly unique that they can't do what literally any other similar fucking video game can do and make an online that isn't complete bollocks. Not one, and Nintendo have made some fucking superb games, but not one of them is so special that they can't just do normal fucking online like a normal fucking company.
1: So, all of this is correct, but also, every time I think about this game, I all, all I'm thinking of is oh my God, my fucking teapot elephant who moved into my town is adorable and I have a goth sheep who calls me Nightshade and that's a really cute nickname and I fucking love this game. I love it very much. Okay, I need to ask a question about that.
0: Yeah, sure. From day one, I've been going to islands, right? Yeah. And it's like the the off of your islands, the ones you visit. Yeah. And I found little animals fucking about. Yeah. And then I talked to them and they're like, they very sort of passively, aggressively hint that they want to live on your island for free, the fucking freeloaders. <laughs> and I, they make you invite them. Um, and and okay, I do. Yep. And I say, hey, you, weird, stitched-together teddy bear monster. Yeah, You are cool. Come and live on my island. When do any of them show up?
1: Because it's been days. Okay, so starting around day three or four, you uh, get a quest from Tom Nook, which is like, Hey, we're going to start building plots of land to invite more people here. If you've gone and spoken to uh, animals on those little islands, like that teddy bear you were on about, they will be the first ones to move in. They will have priority moving into the new plots you create. Okay. So, like, I, uh, th- the game came out on Friday. It's Tuesday now, so the game's been out like four or five days. I currently have uh, two of my three new house builds are uh, have been o- have been occupied, and they've both been by. People that um, that I met on those other islands, and I fully expect tomorrow another one that I met on the islands to come move in. Right.
0: Because I played up until Tuesday morning, and you know I've been playing a fair bit of Doom in between. Yeah. But I didn't see, I didn't see f- one f- new face. Except for the
1: seagull that washed up, yeah. but that
0: one doesn't live here. It just makes me dig around the beach like a fucking
1: fool. You, you were you were probably very close to the day that it goes, hey, would you like to start building some new houses? Because some, some of those villagers want to come move in.
0: It sounds like I was pretty close to a lot of the things that I would have expected to have been in an Animal Crossing game from the off.
1: Yeah, like, I, I get what they were going for, even if I can totally understand why it's annoying some people. Like... I feel like the intention was you've moved into a deserted island. It's fucking deserted. It's going to take a few days for you to start putting infrastructure together. And I get why that's not going to be fun for a lot of people. But I've just been... I've just in. It's that bit of my brain that really likes organizing and collecting and thoroughly making sure I've not missed a single thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Loves this game. Honestly... The addition of all of this infrastructure and mission structure and stuff like that makes me more interested in playing this Animal Crossing than... Oh,
1: god, yeah. The 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 little achievement system where it's like, hey, you get in-game stuff that you can redeem for new hairstyles or better inventory space or whatever by having all of these many, like, here's an achievement, go and do that thing and we will reward you with in-game
2: currency. Yeah, because my deal... My problem with Animal Crossing is that I very quickly realized that, all right, I'm going to pay off the house. Yeah. And then what the fuck am I going to do, right? Yeah. And I, it's not that I don't like all the little characters, things like that. I'm not that interested in the customization aspect of it. I don't really care about making it all my own or collecting huge quantities of furniture or, you know, getting specific people to move in none of that particularly appeals to me i do like paying off the house yeah i like figuring out some way to utilize the game's economy to maximize the rate at which i could pay off that property oh
1: yeah, no. T- today I made a bunch of money because, like, the shop was paying double double amounts for clo- clocks that looked like an orange. So I was going around everywhere I could trying to collect as many fucking oranges as possible so I could craft them into orange clocks and sell them back for double the price. I was making a killing today. Yeah,
2: so that... Actually, really makes me curious to play it. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. I didn't think I wanted to play Animal Crossing again. Yeah,
1: I'm having a look through, like, the kind of objectives I currently have on the on the go. Uh, there's one for trying to fish as many times as possible successfully without, like, having a fish get away. That's That's been one I've been working on recently. Um, there is one for, like, selling as many weeds as possible, which means, like, going, like basically as many places as possible and de-weeding other people's places for them and going like, yeah, I'm going to get a good payout for this, for for dealing with everyone else's trash. Um, I've been trying to uh, plant all the different fruit tree types, which I'm getting rewards for. Yeah. I'm I'm liking having like little bits of objectives to go like, maybe go try this. We will reward you if you do it.
0: Oh. I think most people like it. More power to them. I'm envious. Yeah. I am envious because I was looking forward to it. And then I played it. I'm like, oh, this is everything that's designed to annoy me. Um, and then that was that. So, you know, sad time for me.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't blame you, but also I I got to make a custom phone case today. Then I made it the Trans Pride flag colours. And now my phone has Trans Flag mm-hmm. on the back of it. And that makes me very happy. I just want this level of customisation in any other game. Just like, let 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 me have a ge- at other games where there's more mechanics to do, but I get to do this too. I
0: think... <laughs> Most games benefit from customization that you don't have to pay for. Yeah. Um, I do just want to say though that um like I've I've I shared my opinions on Animal Crossing this week. I've done videos on it and all of that. Um I do need to point out, and I wish I'd pointed this out in the video, because I know some people were very annoyed with certain things I said, certain um ways I spoke about the game, certain ways in which I wasted the viewers' time the way the game wastes mine. And one thing I absolutely regret, and I do apologise for not pointing out in the video, is I'm still playing Call of Duty Warzone, so my opinion doesn't count for shit. I shouldn't have opinions about video games because I'm still playing that and I don't know how that works.
1: Well, I mean, Call of Duty Warzone, to be fair lets you get to playing the video game and doesn't in any way stop you playing the video game or gate the video game off from you until you've done your work to earn the video game. So I get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, plus I'm
1: good at it. That helps. Yeah! I've actually
0: gone quite good at it. I've been playing their plunder mode where you've just got to collect as much cash as possible. Um, And it turns out I'm really good at stealing money and hiding. So... (laughs) I think that's going to be my job in real life now as well. I think I'm just going to become a thief. There's no other way of putting it. Like a cat burglar? Yeah. Yeah, a cat's paw. A, a cut purse? A cut purse. That's even better. Oh, yes. I'll wear a hat. I'll wear a wide-brimmed hat and a long coat, and I'll have a big, long beard, and I'll, I'll be like, give me your purses so I can cut them. <laughs> so that's going to be my life. But um, I've gotten good enough at Plunder and gotten so annoyed at everyone else playing it that I could do credible tips. I know, I know the things people aren't paying attention to. People forget all the little piles of cash that aren't in the boxes that you find. There's piles of cash just lying everywhere. I go in places that people have already raided. Pile of cash in the corner. Pile of cash in the other corner. Fucking idiots. Every little helps. Run in there. Pick it up. Everyone fighting over the bank area. Fucking idiots. You know, there's these areas where you're calling a helicopter bank your cash so that no one can steal it when you die, right? What are they all doing there? Shooting the shit out of each other and dying. Go to the corner of the map where no one else is. You've got a bunch of fucking houses that you can loot. Usually there's another helicopter bank over there that no one's using because the silly fuckers are fighting over there, killing each other. Presumably to steal the big bags of cash from each other, but that becomes a losing investment eventually. Do what I do. Grab as much cash as you can and hide. I keep getting placed top three. I keep getting the team placed top three because the other two are fucking shooting the helicopters. Shooting at the helicopters. And I'm stacking what can only be described
1: as fat stacks. So that's my tips for the game. It's been a weird week in that neither me or you are usually online multiplayer competitive people but like I continued to be really into Roller Champions this past week. I'm still playing, well I was still playing that until the alpha uh, got, got closed for the time being but uh yeah I was doing real good at that. I had a- I had a squad, I had people I was squadding up with, we were consistently winning about 80% of our matches, we were doing real, real good, we had uh we we understood enough of what was going on that we were starting to, like, play over Skype and go, like, that's that kind of player. This is how we get around them. We were recognising, like, are they the kind of person that holds onto the ball because they want the glory and it's going to be real easy to, like, to take them down because they're not going to pass it? Are they the person that begs for the ball to be passed to them no matter what, and you can just go and sort of jump and intercept it before the uh, before they do it. Are they the player that just sort of snakes because that's the thing that they think is cool because they go really fast, and you can just sort of intercept them as they're coming down the slope? Oh, I really like that game. I got really into it. So is it not playable at the moment? No, it's... It, it, I, I believe Monday it stopped being playable because uh, it was playable for like two weeks or so, but, um... Gotcha. Yeah, yeah my 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 the biggest grumble I had about that alpha and i I get it was of the three maps they had playable the the way they sorted them was basically all the players that were in all the maps they added up all your fan numbers and they were like if you fall into into this small bracket, you go on this map if you fall into the middle one, you go on this map if you get in the top bracket, if you're above this, you go in the in in the new map we've just made. And that map was not terribly well optimised. It was running quite poorly. And I get it. They were like, hey, we want to test this out. We want to see what the performance is like with the players who've put the most time into this and are most willing to put up with the fact that this one's still a bit buggy. Um, but it meant that after a certain point, I had gotten too good and I wasn't getting put in in either of the the maps anymore that ran properly. And that was a bit of a shame. Like, I get why they, they did it that way, but I'm like, I just want to play on the map that my computer runs smoothly. I don't want to get put into the one where you put the fancy fire effects and it's it's completely tanking my computer. Yeah. I felt like I was being punished for doing well with the, with the map that I didn't want to play on. Right. <laughs> but, like, other than that, all of the customizable outfit stuff in that was was real fun. I managed to put together a look I was really happy with, and... I'm just really eager for that game to come out because I have a group of people and I want to I wanna play an online multiplayer game with people over voice chat. And I never want to do that. It's always
0: fun when you find one you get into, though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's such a rarity for me. I feel very happy this game exists.
0: At some point, I'm going to... I downloaded Killzone Shadowfall. I've not fired it up properly yet but uh, i'm, I'm curious said, still work well i'm curious to see if it does yeah. i'm curious to see if anyone's still playing it because i did always like killzone style of multiplayer and i'm curious i'm gonna have a look um yeah. but other than that like yeah i'm playing call of duty a lot
1: yeah
0: it is weird to be into an online multiplayer game again but uh, a couple weeks i'll be bored of it <laughs> if that if, if i get <laughs> yeah. that long with it There's a squirrel outside. Squirrel? Get in your fucking tree, you irresponsible
1: fuck. (laughs) It's just wandering around out Uh, there like it doesn't give a fuck. uh, I played a couple of other quick things before we finish up this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I finally got round to playing a decent amount of The Legend of Bumbo.
2: Ooh. Go on. Uh,
1: I don't know how much of that has changed since you played it, comrade, because I seem to remember you saying that it felt very early ed uh, mcmillan when it first released
2: oh yeah i I felt like there's gonna be some balancing and adjustment i haven't played it in in a while myself
1: i i didn't play a lot of it when it first came out so i don't know how much has changed but like it felt pretty like substantial and it didn't it didn't feel too much like an early ed mcmillan release when i played it uh this week which is which is nice but for, for anyone who's who's unaware or has forgotten this is the uh The Binding of Isaac guy made a puzzle game. You play as Bumbo. His coin got stolen. He's very angry. He wants his coin back. He goes and fights piles of shit down in the sewers. Uh, It's a puzzle game. You're trying to do match four, but if you move like a row or a column off the screen, it sort of wraps back to the other side.
2: Yeah, I'm really digging that game. It is very, very good, is it not? Yeah,
1: like I... I couldn't shake the fact that it reminded me a lot of stuff like Puzzle Quest. Yeah. In that sort of... um, You're thinking just as much about what what ability do I need right now, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to balance that with... What ability could I get that would combo into another or would lead me into, like, would set up the board in a good position that I'm not wasting turns for future moves? Exactly, yes. You're, you're trying You're trying to balance that short term, this is what I need this turn, but is... I can get it this turn, but is it going to leave me two or three turns of, like, not getting anything good because I fucked up the board to get
2: it? Well, there's a certain... Yeah, there's a measure of... um. I mean, it's, bo- it is, it, it's mastering that play field. And uh, I really yeah. like the characters that have the, you know, or the spells that allow you to change the properties of, t- you know, change the tile types or um, yes. the the yeah. ones that allow you to remove just a single tile. And you'll still get the mana for having removed that tile, but it lines up things and you get to do that without making moves. And so you find ways to yeah. manipulate the positioning of the pieces on the board to maximize uh, effects.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, what once it clicked in my head, that the way to win this was not to... was to worry less about getting spells that by themselves did cool things and to more worry about... How do I ensure that I'm never wasting a move? Yeah. And that every move is doing something to progress the game state? Yeah. Yeah. I found I was doing so much better.
2: Yeah, you have to maintain a balance in your spells. And that can be difficult at times too, because you'll, you know, wind up being forced to take stuff at points and lose something else. And you could have to break up a combo because either the new spell coming in is something valuable and you think you're going to need it or uh, you know it's just not possible for you to keep all of the things you were working together uh with and needed and now you're going to have to sacrifice some element of your strategy um, yeah and and that's one of the things i like a lot about it is that it's not just a matter of you get more capability over time and mm. you know have to learn how to work together with it but yeah. the removal of function is is kind of compelling yes. yeah
1: and, and i like the randomized elements in this and how they sort of uh work as an analog for binding of isaac stuff where every run there is a certain degree of i don't know what spells i'm gonna have in my arsenal this time that sort of changes up the way that your run goes and the way that you have to play as you progress mm-hmm. which is nice there's, there's very few puzzle games i can think of where you don't have the same sort of difficulty curve every time you start from level one and and try to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real interesting little game, That. Yep. I
2: like it a lot.
1: I've I've unlocked a couple of characters. I want to go back in and try and unlock some more of them. Uh, I think there's like five characters or so in there at the moment available that you can unlock. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wanna put a lot more time
2: into that. You should. It's good.
1: Yeah. And the the other one I've been playing that I've I've not had much of a chance to start with, but I've started playing a, a side-scrolling music rhythm game called Rhythm of the Gods. Uh, the concept's really simple the gods were having too big of a party up in heaven and were basically kicked out for causing a disturbance and now they're having a party on earth that
0: sounds like some old school gods
1: yeah and these gods are like they're causing earthquakes and you know tidal waves and basically fucking up the planet by having a big old party so you play as this warrior who's like no i'm going to out i'm going to out party slash out fight the gods to to get them to fucking stop fighting so much and wrecking the planet
0: if andrew wk didn't do the soundtrack for this this is the biggest wasted opportunity in oh, the
1: human race unfortunately he didn't uh, this mind. is made by like a little group of indie devs i believe it's their first game they're they, they're recent graduates from norwich university of the arts So, like, they're they're a group of, like, UK indie development students and this is their first game, but, um... They could still have got WK. I get the impression he will do anything for a giggle. I mean, he seems like that kind of person. Um, but yeah, you know how there was those Rayman side auto auto-side-scrolling levels where you had to, like, jump and punch in time with the music?
0: That's some good stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's that kind of thing. You are auto-side-scrolling to the right and... Your four actions you can do are um, jumping, s- uh, sliding down on the ground, attacking or defending, and you're basically trying to do those in time with the beat. I will say, this is not a game for those who... It starts difficult, and it gets harder. It is It is a game for people who have like a real good sense of rhythm going in. Um, it It is very responsive, and like... Uh, I feel like this is going to be a very hard game for certain people to pick up who can do like a, a basic slow 4/4 rhythm and struggle with anything more complex than that. But if you're like me, someone who really loves like a good high-speed syncopated rhythm, um it is a good challenging fast-paced music rhythm game that I've been having a blast with. Um it just came out on Switch and it's like it's a couple of quid, it's pretty cheap and I, I've had a good hour or so of fun with it so far. I need to go back into it and play some more, but it's pretty fun. It sounds good. Yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, anything else we wanted to talk about
0: before we wrap up? Not a lot's happening, is there? I mean, no, getting really, stuff out no. to close all their doors, so, you know. Yeah. And they're actually paying people, which I find funny. If they hadn't tried to take the piss in the first place, probably could have got away with not paying their work. They should have done anyway, but they've got to do it now to save face, so... It's, it's almost as if these businesses always end up fucking themselves over long term because all they can think about is the very short term.
1: Are you suggesting capitalism thinks of the short term at the expense of the long term?
0: Wh- what? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's operated mostly by people who haven't got much longer to live and don't give a fuck about the kids, so... I
1: mean, yeah, fair.
0: But other than that, I mean, Konami had to deny making a video game. I heard they were
1: very offended at the allegation. But how dare you think we're making a Silent Hill game? How very dare you? Now,
0: have you seen this slot machine? <laughs> <laughs> which they did unveil not too long ago. There's a Silent Hill slot machine, which they're very, very proud of. But uh, Silent Hills, no, we yeah. are not making a video
1: game unless it's PES. And Sony had to backtrack one of their comments already about the PS5 from that long, boring conference last week. You know where they, they had that bit where they were like, um, we we expect most of the top 100 most played games on PS4 to work on backwards compatibility on the PS5, and it made it sound like basically no games were going to work. They've now peddled that back and gone, no, 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 pr- Pretty practically every PS4 game will work on the PS5. Why, why did they say the top 100? Nah, don't worry about that. They're all going to work. It's going to be fine.
0: Hmm. Okay. <sighs> uh, what well, if they say it's going to work? I've got no reason to doubt them.
2: No, they yeah, they're saying the majority of the games are going to work and I mean that's usually how it goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean at least recently, you know. Yeah. I think that's a function of cuz cuz you know, it was it was more of a controversy in the beginning of this generation and throughout the the previous one, the whole backwards compatibility thing. But I think as consoles more and more just become, you know, closer and closer to PC upgrades. Backwards compatibility becomes easier because you're not yeah. reinventing the wheel hardware-wise every single time.
1: As long as your game isn't going to break if played on stronger hardware, it will probably work fine yeah. on the PS Five. And Sony's
0: not making the same mistake they made with the PS Three, where it was just it was this alien technology compared to everything else.
1: Yeah if if the way your game is coded means that it's suddenly going to like run at 3000% speed if run on faster hardware then your game might you know need a little bit of tweaking to run on ps5 otherwise you're probably going to be fine that said i would play that oh i would play a game 3000 times
0: faster i i would actually get animal crossing cleared in a day
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i have done that before with emulators, Uh, and Pokemon games. I've played Pokemon games at like 3000% speed where you tap the up button and you've shot halfway across the map. You tap
0: the up button and suddenly you've beaten the Elite Four. I mean, not far off. Nice. (laughs) Uh... I think that's it. There's just not a lot going on. Fuck knows what scripts I'm gonna pull out my ask for the gym position tomorrow. I think that's it. I've resorted to doing journalism. Oh god, fuck it. Journalism? Ugh. Yeah, I'm looking at certain stories that I'm gonna to need to dig into. It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> It'll be alright in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that is it. I think that's about it, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I don't think we've unless anyone else has anything to add otherwise. Mm-mm. Uh Laura, you can tell the people about uh uh what, what, what's what been going on? And then once this calls over, I can find out what's been making that fucking USB disconnect noise in my headphones for the past hour. So <laughs> do tell people where they can find your stuff.
1: Uh, Laura Care Buzz in all the places. Laura Care Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKbuzz.com, you can find everything I do there, be it written articles, freelance features, videos, podcasts. Uh you can read a thing on there that I wrote today about how Tom Nooks maybe not as bad a landlord as I've always like kind of given him slack for. <laughs> like he's at least at least in New Horizons, he's pretty okay. Um what what with his whole making a point of no zero percent interest? Uh, no repayment periods. I will never chase you up for your loan. You can own your home, and I'm not just gonna throw a new loan on you as soon as you. Pay- you're allowed to be debt free in the new one. If you pay off his loan, I'll go. That's all right. You'd be debt free if you want. I mean, in the in the world right now, we could probably do with more of that. Oh yeah, I mean, if if someone went round to all the students and said, you know what,
0: would you like to not have debt? I think most of them would say, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, okay, I don't know how I feel about all of this politics winding up in my video (laughs) games.
0: (laughs) It's funny how a lot of political things suddenly stopped being political when shit needed to get done. Yeah. Uh And a a lot of people who are considered ancillary and pointless in society are are actually, like, fundamental to it operating. But, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think capitalism is perfect.
1: It might not even be
0: great. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Oh.
1: Uh, Other than that, uh, you can find me on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, This week is the last week that time zones are out of sync. So it's currently 9pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. That's going to become 10pm again, starting next week because the time zone shifts shifts again. Um, You can find me... I've got books. uh, Uncomfortable Labels, it's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. You can find it where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which it's going to print. You'll have, like... When you're listening to this, there's a couple of days left where you can back it on Unbound if you want to have your name in the back of the book. Um, I've seen the full finished book and it looks really cool and I can't wait for it to start printing. Um... I'm on some podcasts, there's Pixel Squirt, it's about video game pornography. Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where we talk about things that aren't exclusively video games. Uh, Dice Funk, we just finished recording season six of Dice Funk, and I am super proud of how that, that turned out. You know who else should be super proud of how season six of Dice Funk turned out? Comrades. Oh,
2: and I am. Um, y- you were awesome you were you were awesome, awesome as well really i'm happy with how the season uh came down i think everybody did a great job and i'm looking forward to
1: yeah it, it was it was a
2: hell of a season finale to
1: to to put together narrative wise oh i'm
2: exhausted yeah i'm so proud of the story we told yep, though yep and I'm, I'm looking forward to season seven starting up at some point in the near future Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. You can buy audiobooks that I record with this voice that I use to talk to you uh, at ConradReads.com. You can get buttons, badges, whatever you like to call them, at PinfulTruth.com, including uh, the LGBT Sloth pin, that uh proceeds benefit the trevor project we still have some of those left so that'd be good if you would like to buy those i'm still able to ship so as long as i can ship and stuff's going out um what else oh uh i'm on twitch a lot now a lot more now yeah. um i i'm on twitch almost every day in the afternoon on the uh east coast well afternoon in the united states and uh, evenings in Europe, uh, starting at like 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, which I guess is like right now 6 p.m. Right? Is that right, Laura? Uh,
1: 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's currently
2: 6 p.m. It will be 7 p.m. It will be seven in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, as as long as everybody's trapped indoors, I'm I'm on pretty much every day. Yeah.
1: I. I've been doing the same, like, well, once I've got my written stuff out the way, I've been doing daytime streams as well, just chilling in Animal Crossing. Yeah,
2: and that's the other thing I'm doing. I'm mostly playing Autonauts on stream, and it is, like, the yeah. chillest time, so... Um, yeah, no, I,
1: I think both of us have, have migrated over to, like, what? what's the least stressful games we can be playing?
2: Yeah, and it's... I don't even, like... Not much has changed in my life, if I'm totally honest. I was yeah. fairly socially distant. Already, um, but now uh,
0: you can't come over and watch wrestling now. That's made me sad. I
2: can't come over and watch wrestling. I'm I'm very bummed about that. I'm.
1: You'll have to Skype each other and like press start at the same time and watch it. That sounds it, like a you know, lot. That's a have lot. Have a little Skype date.
2: Yeah.
0: That yeah. sounds like the most laborious thing I would ever have to do. That isn't in Animal
2: Crossing. <laughs> Um, and otherwise, I think, actually, I think I covered every, oh, other podcasts. You can hear me on Of Horse, BoJack Horseman fancast talking about BoJack Horseman. You can hear me on Spinoff Doctors, which, uh, I really, we gotta get together and do uh recording for that Jumanji episode. I uh, This week, we will do that. Let's just, like, commit now uh and then justin edit this out uh or bleep this out bleep <laughs> out the commitment of the date and then that way yeah um boston's favorite son has a new episode yes see it we we said march he, <laughs> march is here got your your boston's favorite son it's it might be maybe the best episode we've ever done it's it's up there there's a layer that gets added into <laughs> it, established right in the very beginning, that is just, mmm, it's delicious. Oh, yes. And, uh, and of course, I, I do those podcasts with uh, with the delightful Jim Sterling, who has a Patreon. I
0: do have a Patreon. It keeps things running, keeps the videos and the content coming. And, you know, especially appreciated at the moment where everything's completely uncertain and, and things have gone to shit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I might be you know, trying to help some other people as well, if I can. Um, Cause it's just fucking shit out there. Uh, and, and again, like don't apologize if you have to, like I, I look at the exit surveys yeah. on Patreon sometimes just to get an economic snapshot of what's happening. I normally do it around tax season to see how badly people got fucked there. Uh, and doing it now is just beyond heartbreaking people, you know, just, so many people yeah. losing their jobs and, and stuff. And I'm just incredibly grateful that myself, who I will be the first to admit is non-essential, um, is still being allowed to not only, you know, have some income, but also still be able to work. I think if I didn't have my work right now, I'd I'd go completely up the wall. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. But we're trying to do live streams as well um, more here, which is, it's been difficult just because of how, uncomfortable things are at the moment here but we did one last week i mean conrad and laura said that their ones have been really chill so i chose to stream call of duty as (laughs) cucumber succulents so not that chill a time for me but the fact that we managed to make cucumber succulents work for two hours is pretty incredible we'll probably never do that again
2: i'm impressed but uh
0: that's about it i mean you know everything else i i I do with conrad and, and everything uh, not a lot more to say except bye bye thank you for listening and everything we'll see you next week bye-bye. bye bye bye